me talk to you about our sponsor, BrandResumes.com. BrandResumes is doing some very important and life-changing stuff, people. They're helping folks get the jobs that they desire. So whether you've been job hunting for some time or you're just getting started or you just want to, hey, get a get a checkup on the old CV just in case. Go to brandresumes.com and uh, sign up for your free 15 minute consult. Did you hear that? A free 15 minute consult. They'll get to know you a little bit. Try to understand your goals, um, see what direction you want to go. And then you can go from there in terms of uh, procuring their services. But you get a free 15 minute consult. And what's better than free? Let me think about it. Uh, not much, if anything. Brandresumes.com. Go ahead and sign up for your free 15 minute consult. Get that resume tuned up so you can. Go ahead and start getting better results in your job search. I almost feel like I want to snap like I'm in a uh, love zones. Poetry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man. All right. We still have our special guest with us, Charmaine Simmons. Hey. Today, we're talking about um, a great practice that you guys hear me mention a lot. And I was excited to have this person in because she shares this. And it's one of the things that she... Um, is one of the things that she uses a lot in her her therapy practice. Uh, mindfulness and the importance of it. We'll also have a, a nice little treat for you guys at the end where we'll end with a, um, with a short mindfulness session. All right? You ready? Let's do this. Let's get into it. Let's Talking about mindfulness today after the intro. <laughs> social media facebook twitter instagram this is btc again guys keep your comments and your feedback your stories your topic suggestions coming in at the email uh, podbtc at gmail.com mm-hmm. uh, check out the website this is btcpod.com uh, currently you can get all the episodes there learn a little bit about eric and myself um, we're we're in the process of creating a bunch of content that'll be up in written form and video form and stuff like that. We're trying to do a lot, man, to make sure you guys are uh, trying to live your best your best work life, but also making sure that you're you're centered on you. Good luck. We want to help you become a better you, yep. so that in turn you can enjoy the benefits of promotional opportunities and doing whatever else you want to do in your work life. Living your life. All right. Today's topic, um, I'm going to be talking about mindfulness, man. Um, Can I ask a question? Go. Okay, you know you know, I'm back from the other days. <laughs> yeah. We never said the word mindfulness. Nope. It's because it came out in the 70s. Is that what happened? Mm. Yeah. The term came okay. out. It's now been we, out for centuries. We was doing some stuff in the 70s. That's not the same thing. What, the psychedelics? <laughs> <laughs> We was out of our minds in the 70s. Yeah, I was on that DMT. Okay, okay, so what y'all saying? Yeah, I was on that DMT. All right, so... Shrooms. So, <laughs> right. I had met myself. Let me just... I don't want to... Yeah. I don't want to... You know, I've met myself. I'm well, myself good. wasn't even around. So, <laughs> I mean... Okay, before it gets ugly, go ahead. Work with the same. Work with the same. All right. Uh, um, so, yeah, t- tell us just... Or let's, let's talk about 
just the basis of what what it is mindfulness is yeah yeah um nutshell mm-hmm. mindfulness is essentially creating an awareness of of the now mm-hmm. you know too often we're either living in the future mm-hmm. or we're living in the past mm-hmm. you know we're we're regretful or we're thinking about the old days you know mm-hmm. Um, or we're worried about the future that hasn't happened yet. And, and there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that, essentially, is when we bypass this present moment. Mm-hmm. So mindfulness is is ultimately the practice of being in the moment and taking a very objective, non-judgmental stance. That's yeah. I, yeah, I find that's the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Here, Here now. Here and now. Here and now. I find that's no the judgment. hardest part, the, the, the judgment part. Yeah. The, the, yeah. judgment. the judgment part. Like yeah. we, we judge ourselves so harshly mm-hmm. in just about anything. Yeah, um, yeah and I, I mean, I've been in the middle of a meditation session, and I'm just like, man, you stupid. Then it's just like, <laughs> who said that? Hey, who said that? Who said that? Somebody else said that? I was like, wait, God? God? Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Those thoughts, man. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what's the typical response from, from clients when uh, that becomes like a part of the treatment plan? Um, well, you know, some, some gravitate towards it. Mm-hmm. Some don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't push anything Correct. on anybody. But, you know, I do. I always like to present it. So yeah. um, I do a lot of education in my sessions so that you know that. I want you to feel, you know, re- I want it to resonate with you. So right. it doesn't resonate with everybody. Right. But um, for the ones that I do actually practice it with, you know, we, we use it throughout our time together. So we might spend a couple sessions actually practicing mindfulness and talking about, you know, how yeah. it works. Yeah, yeah. I usually give homework and then like, you know, you come back and you tell me how your practice is. Mm-hmm. And then we use that as a tool throughout, mm-hmm. you know, sessions because Mindfulness isn't necessarily like you're just going to feel zen all the time, you know? It's really about being aware of what you're feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, not judging. So if you're, you can be mindful and be angry, mm-hmm. you know? You can be mindful and be happy. You can be mindful and be at peace, you know? But it's that mindfulness that's going to bring you to peace. Right. If you... You're the here and now. Yeah. With that yeah. anger or with yeah. that... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's that's a common misconception about meditation in general. For sure. Is that when I meditate, immediately my brain is supposed to be completely shut off. No mm-hmm. thoughts, no activity. Yeah. No nothing. And that's the furthest thing away from the truth for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think like you said, like the education of what it is just in a practical sense mm-hmm. of like just being able to sit in relative silence. Focus on what's happening now, what you're feeling now. Yeah. Even the thoughts that come in your head, mm-hmm. being able to recognize, like, hey, okay, cool, I had that thought. Okay, now back to my toes or yeah. back to my knees or, mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, yeah, but it's, it's um, yeah, I find it just in general, just people just have that misconception. Like, well, I tried it one time. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's like it didn't work. Uh, you need more than one. Gotta practice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how long have you been practicing mindfulness? Um, well, loosely, before I knew what mindfulness was, mm-hmm. um, I actually got into doing yoga um, 2007. Which is in that same vein. Yes, definitely in that same vein because it's all about being aware and, mm-hmm. and not judging yourself. You know, yoga is not a competition. So mm-hmm. it's about, you know, you just mm-hmm. being very accepting of what your body can do. 
and what it can't do, being okay with that. Um, so I was trained in, uh, after my graduate program, I was trained in um, what is called DBT, as dialectical behavior therapy. Okay. And that's basically, um, long story short, it's, it's, it's a therapy that helps, that uses mindfulness, mm-hmm. validation, and um, understanding the, the dialectics of life. So validation, um, dialectics are, are understanding the truths. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we'll say, yeah, I'm, you know, I know that I'm stressed out, but I got to go to work and make this money. Mm-hmm. When you use that word, but, you're discrediting the first Everything truth. Everything that came before that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's invalidating to use that word. Right. It's like, yeah, I'm stressed out and I have to work. Mm. So DBT um, teaches us to look for the dialectics in life and learn to validate ourselves so that we can, you know, embrace, you know, our vulnerabilities. Wow. I've never heard Feel. it put like that before. Wow. I've heard yeah. something similar, yeah. but never. But the way the way you just explained it, it resonated deeper just now. Mm-hmm. Using the word "but" pretty much erases the first thing you said before the "but." Yeah, yeah. And you think about that in all situations, right? Yeah. Where you apologize to somebody, but <laughs> yeah, you ain't sorry, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm I'm sorry I did this, but I was like, mm-hmm. well, dang, that is true. Yeah. Well, even on the good side of stuff, you know, maybe you've been blessed with a mm-hmm. talent, a skill. Yeah. Man, I'm really good at this. And, you know, we all got insecurities. Yeah. But, oh, man, I'm good at this. You know, God gave me a gift. I can do this. I can speak. I can sing. I can I can write. I can right. check the world. Right. But, you know, I really wish. Mm-hmm. And it kind of minimizes. Your blessing. A, a fact. Yeah. A fact. Yeah. A real thing. Yeah. Wow. So you can, you can have both. Yeah. You know? So... You know, just in the context of what our, you know, our, our typical audience is, right? Like, people in in the daily work grind, trying to get promoted, most of the people, most, like most people, the reason they want to get promoted is less about status and power and more about money, which then that brings status and power. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? But it, but the, typically, the, the conduit to that is, I want to make more money, yeah. right? And uh, I think we mentioned a couple episodes ago, oftentimes when you focus on the thing, right, you tend to um, end up having a slower route to accomplishing the thing. Yeah. And, but in in the process of that, I see it now, even at work, man, I end up being the person that people want to come talk to it, like they slide by my desk. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, you know, let let me ask you about such and such, right? So I'm the the go-to listener Mm -hmm. person at work. Mm -hmm. But... In-house therapist. In-house therapist. <laughs> and they know I'm into all that stuff anyway. And right. so they always, then they start rolling their eyes when I start talking about mindfulness practices and how the brain is working. Yeah. That is just like, yeah, uh, that's like, like, that is psychobabble. Right. That's what it is. To them. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's very real. But it's, it's real, real, though. It's real. Yeah. It's but the, the common theme that I've been noticing over the, I'll say the past year, there's a, a dissatisfaction with the progression of where they're going. Mm-hmm. Right, and I and my amateur psychoanalysis is well. You're really not happy with things outside of here either. Yeah. Um. There's a frustration with, uh, kind of like I, I call it bumping up against the ceiling. So I'm trying to get somewhere, 
these people are not listening to me. These people are in the way, and now I'm in this box, and I, I can't get out, right? And then, of course, all the external factors that are kind of playing into that when it comes to to uh, to work. So when it comes to uh, just managing environments, which is what homework and anything personal, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Outside of mindfulness, what else? What else would you suggest that people can can do? Because I, like I said, I'm with you. Like mindfulness to me is one of those top mm-hmm. top few things that I'm I'm just gonna always kind of like be a go to. But I feel like maybe in combination with this, and we'll get deeper into mindfulness too, but in combination with this, are there other things that people can kind of take a look at that they can do to start to kind of become more aware? Start on that journey. Yeah. How can I start on the journey? So, so just to understand the question, outside of mindfulness. Yeah, outside of mindfulness. Okay. Um, for people, you know, when we're frustrated with our jobs, a lot of times, um, again because we're focusing on that, you know, this job is supposed to make me happy. (laughs) But, you know, we bypass, you know, all of the other positive, you know, aspects that, you know, is making your life a lot easier because you have a job. Mm. So, you know, while meditating, you know, meditation is a form of mindfulness. True. There's other ways to adapt mindfulness. So I would, you know, suggest starting a gratitude practice. You know, write down the reasons why you're grateful every mm. day. Whether that's grateful for this job, whether it's, you know, grateful to have a job, whether it's grateful, you know, to have a roof over your head, mm. to have a car, yes. your bills paid. Yes. You know, think about the why. Yeah. You know, yeah. why are you there? And then find other things outside of work to give yourself some fulfillment, mm-hmm. you know. Get into music or do something creative, you know, use that other side of your brain that is being neglected because you're so heavily focused on the logical side. Right, of right, right. You know, use the right side of your brain. Read a book. Mm-hmm. You know, do something to kind of like mm-hmm. give yourself some enrichment outside of work. Mm. So there, there's so many different ways to skin a cat. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Um, I mean, how, how else, like being in the present moment, we know like like mindfulness in itself Especially if you do it consistently, you start to develop. I I kind of say that muscle memory, mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't even realize. Like my my experience, where I've been doing it for I think a year and a half now, mm-hmm. but my experience is sometimes I don't even realize in the moment that I've taken a moment. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's, it's like something yeah. something stressful happened, and I re- it's like after the fact, I'm like, oh, well, shoot, three years ago, my normal response to that would have been. Okay, I'm about to fly off the handle. Yeah. But now in the moment, it's like, mm, what's happening? Yeah. Pause. Yeah. What's what's, I see what's this. going on over here? And it's like almost some, sometimes stuff moves. It's like the Matrix. Sometimes slow stuff moves <laughs> in slow motion for a second. It's just like, and I can feel my body and my mind just saying, okay, this is not the moment for that emotion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's surreal a little bit. It's kind of scary <laughs> in a way. Yeah. But um. But man, like I, I've generally been more peaceful, and he'll tell you I'm generally laid back. I don't even know if you can get more laid back, but yeah. but yeah, that's how called, I feel though. It's called a coma. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's called a coma. No, no, you know what? No, no. But I'm thankful yeah. that is the personality the way that it is because 
you're too big to be caught off the uh, handle. That's, yeah. that could, that's not going to be a thing. So, you know? Yeah. That might not go off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian's freaking out. Oh, no. But you know what, though? And, and, and that, this is a great point. You just reminded me of something. So uh-huh. I think more people may practice elements of mindfulness than they realize. <clears throat> so an example, right? My wife has made a point to remind me over our almost 14 years of marriage, like, hey, you're you're a big guy, and you're also black. <laughs> okay. You're a big, giant yeah. black man. Yeah. But the way she says it is like, you're in your own body, so yeah. you don't realize, because this is, this is my body. This yeah. is who I've always been. Right. So it's like, I've had incidents where someone shorter than me may, say, get aggressive, and I get aggressive back, and it's like, whoa, like the visual there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, so in that way, I have to be aware in the moment, right? Yeah. Like, okay, this person is doing this, okay, yeah, I can't escalate the situation by then also meeting That's them true. with aggressiveness because it looks even worse oh, yeah. when I'm doing it. Um, another way, most black people are aware of their blackness oh. when they enter certain situations. And so, you know, a lot of us, in that moment, we can pause and be like, okay, this is not the this is not the time mm-hmm. for me to be the stereotypical black person. Yeah. So let me fall back. Yeah. Like, yeah. would you say that that's a form of being mindful in a way? Yeah. I mean, you're being aware in the right. moment. Right. And that's essentially what it is. Right. Being present. Being present. But yeah. I, I can also say that I think that White people can be in black situations and feel the same exact thing that we feel. Yeah, they can. Absolutely. I've like seen I think it. anytime you are, you know, a minority, mm-hmm. regardless of, you know, the race, you are gonna be aware. Yeah. Like I'm it's a little pretty, different. It's pretty Yeah, it's in pretty, this country at least, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, and you know what? It's something else I read the other day too, and I think this fits in and and I think it's something we mentioned in the prior episode about that fight or flight um, mm-hmm. thing that happens with uh, us. Yeah, yeah. So um, I listened to this writing podcast. Like These guys talk about screenwriting and stuff like that. But they were interviewing or they were doing a workshop for a room of uh, movie and television executives mm-hmm. and just the process of giving notes on the, the, the creative projects that are happening. So... The typical thing is just anything creative. If you give it over to someone to critique and give you feedback, there's a general stress that bubbles up, right? Mm -hmm. And what the guy was saying was that he had read from some neurology papers and psychology stuff like that, that typically our minds, that survival instinct kicks in first. Mm -hmm. The fight or flight syndrome kicks in first. Then the logical and rational part follows. Yeah. Because it's it, that's the form of our brain trying to protect the body. That's those protect. butterflies. That yeah. You yeah. Right. And so, and so but I, like I found that interesting because, um, like oftentimes in that practice of mindfulness, you're kind of able to realize that it's happening mm-hmm. once you kind of get used mm-hmm. to the practice of it. Right. Mm-hmm. You can kind of realize like, okay, this person is critiquing me. My natural instinct is to get defensive, mm-hmm. right? As as if, because basically what they were saying is that part of the brain only has two modes. It doesn't understand nuance. Right. It's oh, I need to survive, so I either need to stand here and fight, mm-hmm. or I have to fall back. Go back to those lions. Yeah. Yeah, those lions. Right. Um, but yeah, I just I just I just find that 
that little story because that just that just fascinated me. Yeah. And pairing that up with the importance and the and how mindfulness can benefit us there. So, I mean, if you have anything else you want to expand expound on when it comes to mindfulness, I know this guy just kind of started. I started a little bit of it here in the last few weeks. And he he said it likes to it puts him to sleep. I'm like, it's a great thing. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. It helps to yeah. you know helps with sleep. Yeah, helps reduce stress. Mm-hmm. It helps with um, chronic pain. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps with weight loss. So if you're, you know, if you are ever heard of like intuitive eating, we eat. I haven't heard about that one. What's oh that? yeah, I feel like there's like a book on it too. Yeah. Um But you know, we when we eat, we're not paying attention, so we're in front That's of the TV or you know, we got our phones out. But you know, intuitive eating would be. I'm going to sit at the dinner table mm-hmm. and I'm going to chew my food slowly. I'm going to feel the sensations, you know, engage my senses, the smells, the look, you know, and really just take my time mm-hmm. eating the food. So okay. if you slow down eating, then your body has time to realize when it's full. Otherwise, you know, we eating all fast mm-hmm. and we still hungry. Mm-hmm. No, your body needs time to recognize mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm full. Done. Yeah. So when we intuitively eat, we mindfully eat. Right. We slow down the eating process, and then of course we eat less. So, hmm. wow. Mindfulness can can affect you know every area. Substance abuse. Um, it's been there's a lot of research that shows that it's effective uh, in a lot of different areas. I don't know if you mind talking about this because mm. you know you, you mentioned before that you you know you met God in the twelve step program, but yeah. just um, it, it probably didn't have the term. Was associated with it, but, but like some of those practices. About, yeah, there were so many, and if you see a bumper sticker on somebody's car, they know it. There's one called "Easy Does It," mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if you see it on a car, it's a 12-step program. And what it is, you're not going to do it all today. Yeah. Mm. There's one called "We Live by This One Day at a Time." I won't fix tomorrow's problems, and the good book says there will be enough problems tomorrow when you get there. Stay okay. in the day you're in. In fact, the way that it's put in the Gospels is that he'll help you today and he'll help you tomorrow. Yeah. But being in this moment, and when I think about worry, uh, I think about fear. Well, we don't call it right. mindfulness. Right, right. It, it's exactly that. Yeah. Worry, um, and I heard, I heard uh, uh, a good minister leave this, and it kind of took me away. He said, um, worry is, uh, oh, no, it's worry and guilt. He said, worry or fear is I don't trust my higher power to take care of what's coming. Mm -hmm. Guilt is I don't trust my higher power to forgive me over what's already passed. Mm. And that we tend to live in worry and guilt, worry and regret, when today can be a pretty good day. This moment here with hanging out with you guys, this is an awesome moment. Awesome. So what's, yeah. what's going to happen tomorrow or next? We don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'm not there know. Yeah. So being in the moment was something in 12-step programs yeah. because typically yeah. we were self-anesthetizing. Hard mm. to get that one out. <laughs> uh, we, were, we were trying to take the pain away yeah. or the worry away. Yeah. And we were screwing up the day we were in. Mm-hmm. And because stuff in the past, we couldn't touch it. Yeah. So, yeah, without that label... Sounds real simple. <laughs> right. Yeah. We did an episode uh, about decluttering the mind. Mm-hmm. Um, she's probably about 10 episodes or so ago now. Mm-hmm. But the, the the last, like we did, a, we gave a tip, right, towards the end. And what we did was like, okay, take out a sheet of paper, fold it in thirds. On 
take a we need a pen and a pencil. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. So you take a pen or marker sharpie. The 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 third that's farthest to the left. Take the sharpie and just color it all black, right? So that's your pass. It's done. Mm-hmm. Can't change it. It's a wrap. Mm-hmm. It was like okay, cool. Take a pencil, <laughs> right? And in the, the far right uh, mm-hmm. third, write down where you want to be. Where you want to be, what you want to be, who you want to be, what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. Accomplish, right? And then we was like, in this, in this uh, middle quadrant, you can take a pen, and you can just write down who you are today, where you are today, and the things that you're doing today. And my whole point of that was like, the 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 future is in pencil because it can always be changed. Yeah, yeah. The past is in is in marker because and blacked out because it's, it's done, gone. Yeah. right? And I wrote this in pen because this is who you are right now. Yeah. Right? And so you can focus on who you are today, what you are today. And then in that moment, then you have a picture of who you are. So now you can start changing. Yeah. To move forward for the future. Um, nice illustration. Yeah. When I, when I read the article, it came to me. I was like, man, I need to do this for myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, the only yeah, thing that I, you know, because I... I there is a, a purpose mm. of looking back, you know? Mm. Um, okay. So I have this tattoo. I don't know if you can see it on the camera. But this is a Sankofa, which is, um, uh, it means in order to move forward in life, we have to look back. So these are two Sankofa birds. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're both facing each other, but, you know, they're looking back with, you know, to, to get something so that uh-huh. I can move forward. So, you know, in therapy, yeah. you know, we look back to yeah. understand. Cause and effect. Yeah, cause, yep, mm-hmm. causality. Causality. Um, but then, of course, yeah, we understand we can't change anything, but we right. can change our perspective about how nice. we view the things that has happened to us that mm-hmm. shaped us. There you go. You know? Love it. So I would suspect in, in therapy, we are the way that we are because of programming and yada, oh. yada, yada, yada. Class so you got to go back and address right. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I want to be selfish a little bit just with go. her. Okay. How can you help us? What What is it in your practice? Because... Now we talked about it in the episode that we spoke earlier, but for the people that are struggling with what, how can you help people? And and we're in this area here in Texas, but h- how do you help people? What do you work on? What are the things that you can actually help me and my friends and somebody that we know and love that should be listening? Like, how can I personally yes, help Yes, yes. How does your practice help us? Um, <laughs> I know what you're talking about, first of all. <laughs> I'm going to get another phone call. I, I love you, bro. I Who love you, man. What are you talking about? Oh, this is mercy. It's my brother, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, like, what What yeah. specialties I work Yeah, in? yeah. What, what kind of things, as people are listening to us, because we're okay. talking about, you know, we talked one episode about mental health. We're talking yeah. about mindfulness. Yeah. What are you able to help us do? Um... Like tips? Yeah. No, I mean, personally, yeah. If I was to come to you, what kind of things are you able to do? Oh, okay, yes. okay, okay. Like the, the process. Yes, yes, Okay. Um, well, I, I always say I'm not a cookie cutter therapist. Okay. So, yeah. you know, those first initial sessions, you may find that you're doing most of the talking, you know, because I need to know who you are, where you come from, what's your background, what your mama like, what your daddy like, mm. who are the people you have in your life. So I'm assessing the mm-hmm. whole time because I'm trying to see like what are, you know, I know you're coming in because you're overwhelmed, but I need to know what's underneath 
that. the layers. Wow. So, you know, I always tell people, you know, and of course I'm, I'm, I'm teaching, I'm, I'm giving, you know, relaxation skills, you know, we might practice mindfulness, but essentially it is a process of self-discovery that mm-hmm. is, at, you know, you get as much out of therapy as you put in. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to keep myself out of the room as much as possible. I don't self-disclose unless I know it's going to be in the benefit mm-hmm. for your benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, but initially, it's about you, and it should be about you, because I've heard people go to their therapists, and you know the therapist talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. You know uh, that that's a red flag. Yeah. Like if you leave and you feel like you've gave your therapy, your therapist therapy, you need to get another therapist. <laughs> that's real. Um, so like I said, I'm, it's it's not a cookie cutter approach. You know, you treat different things differently. So mm-hmm. um, even though anxiety and depression they're they're similar, they're like opposite sides of the um, the same coin. Mm-hmm. You know, but you treat them differently. Mm-hmm. You know, so for a person that, uh, you know, who's anxious, you know, we're slowing them down. Again, it's more future-based. Mm-hmm. So I'm bringing you from those future fears. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about that worst-case scenario that you're afraid of. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about it, and then we're going to talk you back into this space. Here. You know, a lot of depression comes from something happened to me. I'm stuck in the past. I'm mm-hmm. feeling a lot of regret. I'm feeling that guilt. So we're going to talk about the past, and we're mm-hmm. going to talk about ways to reframe the past mm-hmm. so that we're no longer stuck in the past. And you bring them. Yeah. To bring you to the present. Coming to that center. Bring all to the center. Oh, I love this. So okay. it's like an onion. You know, every week we're un, mm-hmm. you know, we're unveiling another layer to the onion, mm-hmm. you know, self-discovery. So what about people dealing with a lot of stress in the workplace, which, you know, talk about that anxiety again, right? <clears throat> yeah. Where... Is often, oh, this employee or this coworker or this boss or lack of opportunities, mm-hmm. lack of being noticed, um, that creates that stressful environment, right? What are some tips that you can offer um, that may allow somebody to kind of slow down for the moment? To get through that, yeah. Yeah. Um, boundaries. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Creating boundaries, recognizing, like, what is your role and what is not your role? What is your responsibility? What's not your responsibility? Because once you can create those clear boundaries around, like, what I don't need to take on. Right. And I'm not talking about task-wise. I'm talking about task-wise, but I'm talking about emotionally. Right. Mm. So if you think about it, sometimes you can be having a good day and then, you know, your coworker comes in with a little chip on their shoulder. Next thing you know, you're irritated. Mm-hmm. So you know, creating a, a, a an emotional boundary, like I'm not gonna allow anybody to permeate my bubble. Yeah. You know, if you're having a bad day, that's on you. Right. There's nothing I can do unless there's something I can do. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. But if there's nothing I can do with <clears throat> your attitude, your chip on your shoulder, I'm gonna put these headphones on. <laughs> Listen to my facts. I'm gonna let you go ahead. I'm gonna let you do what you facts. have to do. You yeah. Know? Um. So definitely creating those mental boundaries about what you're willing to yeah. on and not. Um. But like breathing techniques, you know, we talked about the uh, mindfulness apps. A lot of those breathing techniques are, are like, you know, you can find a mindfulness app that'll have like a 10 minute meditation. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get away, go to the break room, go mm-hmm. to the bathroom, go to mm-hmm. go to your car sit at your desk and just, you know, close your eyes and just breathe. Um, because again, you know, when you're finding yourself, you're tense, your muscles are tense, your shoulders are tense, you're, you're not really, you know, if you, you find out when you're stressed, uh, your jaw's engaged, yeah, you're not really breathing. Up, yeah. you're, <laughs> so 
So you're in fight mode, mm -hmm. fight or flight mode. Mm -hmm. So when you're breathing deep, your mind just calms down, mm. you know, because there's no lion chasing you. Mm. So before we get into um, just doing like a, like we're going to end with a, a um, like a, practice or a session. I don't know okay. what the term is. That works. But before we get into that, how about, you know, um, a few things. Um, let's let's talk about just a quick overview of the general practice of it, like the actual practical practice, mm -hmm. like in the, the best setting, the environment, um, apps, things like that, right? So that people kind of understand what's what's involved, how they should prepare each time they want to do it, um, and things like that. So just in, in your practice or your your personal practice of doing mindfulness, what you've seen work and that mm -hmm. type of things, like what's a good environment to start um, and just kind of what's what's involved in, in the process of guided mindfulness, I guess, would be or the meditation. Yeah. Rather. Well, like I said earlier, you know, meditation is a form of mindfulness. Correct. Yeah, so right. you can do mindfulness everywhere. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, and, and I get that a lot too. It's like, I don't have time to meditate. You know, I don't mm -hmm. have time. So, you know, for those people who say that, I, I mentioned uh, you, you drive, mm -hmm. you take showers, you cook. So anytime that, you know, you, you find your mind wandering, you can bring yourself into the moment. So while driving to work, you know, pay attention to all of the red cars. You know, pay attention to the feel of the steering wheel, you know, the bumps in the road. If it's raining, you know, look at the, the I mean, pay attention to the road, too. But like, just really just be right, right. aware right. of your surroundings. You know, mm -hmm. listen to the music intently. You know, because a lot of times, you know, I've been guilty of that. You drive, and then, you know, you don't even know how you got from point A to point B because mm -hmm. your mind is in a million different places and by the grace of God, you made it there safely. But, you know, Every day. we've all been there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in the shower, you know, a lot of times that's where, you know, a lot of our thoughts are going. But, like, imagine, you know, I'm real big into self-soothing. So, right. you know, using your senses to get out of your head and into your body. Mm -hmm. So, you know, take into consideration the feel of the water, the smell of the soap or the shampoo that you're using. You know, if you have music playing, you know, you got candles going, right, you know. Right. You know, just imagine your stresses going down, down the drain. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. that's mindfulness. Right. So, you know, there you know, mindfulness is not just, not just letting, meditation. It's not it's, just meditation. You know, it's definitely it's just being aware and taking your mind out of your head and into I'm washing dishes and I'm focusing on, you know, the getting the, the grout or, you know, right. the, the grease or whatever, right, right. you know, I'm focusing on that. Um, so if we can stop overthinking the concept itself, we can realize we are doing it all the time or right. we can do it. And it can become more fluid versus something that we have to add to our already busy uh, Got schedules. Got it. Got gotcha. it. All right. Um, this was great, man. Yeah. <laughs> this was this was great. This was, uh, having me. This is fun. This is great. Yeah, look, you're definitely friend of the show. We will be having you back on. Anytime. We have we have some have some other Anytime. stuff planned for some live events and stuff that we'll definitely want to bring you on oh, for. Absolutely. Can you tell us how to reach you again, real quick? Oh yes, um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Charmaine at 
Charmaine underscore LPC. That's C-H-A-R-M-A-I-N-E mm-hmm. underscore LPC. My website is www.charmainelpc.com. I also do offer um, in, uh, in-person therapy, but I also offer video sessions for people who are in the state of Texas. So oh, nice. you can be in Austin, Dallas, Lubbock, gotcha. Amarillo, okay. Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi. As long as you have internet. Yeah. All right. Computer, we good. All right, can we do a a, a nice little outgoing okay. practice? So yeah, um, this is a really simple one. Okay. Especially, you know, again, we always say, I don't have time to do much. Right, right, right. Um, so I'm going to invite you guys to Ready. close your eyes and um settle into your chair. Feel the feet and you know, listeners at home can do the same thing. Right. So feel, you know, feel your your body just kind of settle and take note of the breath that's coming in through your nostrils and notice how it releases through your nostrils. So I'm going to ask you to think of a word that serves you in this moment. And when that word comes to you, I want you to picture it in your mind. Whatever that means to you, whether that is a the words themselves, whether that's an image, but really focus on that word. And when you have that word or that image, let me know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So hold on to that image. And as you hold on to that image, I'm going to coach you in your breathing. So take a deep inhale in, fill your lungs up with as much air as you can, and hold, and release. Let's try it again. Deep inhale, as much air as you can possibly fill into your lungs. Hold, and release. One last time, breathe in, hold, and release. With your eyes still closed, I'm going to read a quick quote. Wanting positive experience is a negative experience. Accepting negative experience is a positive experience. It's what the philosopher Alan Watts used to refer to as the backwards law. It's the idea that the more you pursue feeling better all the time, the less satisfied you become, as pursuing something only reinforces the fact that you lack it in the first place. The more you desperately want to be rich, the more poor and unworthy you feel, regardless as to how much money you actually make. The more you desperately want to be sexy and desired, the uglier you come to see yourself regardless of your actual physical appearance. The more you want to desperately feel happy and loved, the lonelier and more afraid you become regardless of those who surround you. The more you want to be spiritually enlightened, the more self-centered and shallow you become in trying to get there. When you're ready, you can open your eyes.
What was that like? Mm. Relaxing. Mm-hmm. I need that quote. I'll send it to you. Please. Yeah. I don't know who wrote it. I found it online. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. It's good. Well, Charmaine, we appreciate you coming. I'm very somber now. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Thank you for having me. No, we really appreciate it. Uh, guys, be sure you check out her information. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. Reach out to her. If anybody needs some help, it's always great to to get help. This has been our series, our two-part series on mental wellness. Um, Charmaine will be back on. Um, keep a lookout for her. We'll, we'll invite her on to have more episodes. She probably kind of, I'll get her on to comment on some stuff and mm-hmm. you know just welcome her to the the BTC family, y'all. All Absolutely. Right. Um, this is discount on some friends. Shut up, man. There you go, man. I refer you to a low cost counselor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah, look, man. You have to pay for your service, I people. Think insurance. That's, yeah. that's discount enough. Pay for your service. <laughs> I think my friends got insurance. Yeah. They need some help. Listen, so. man. We we value black business. Oh, yeah. yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes, All right. Indeed. <laughs> this has right. been our episode on mindfulness. We'll catch you guys next week. Rocket. <laughs> <laughs>